Welcome to the Queen Divas Queens of Fitness podcast. Join your hosts, three-time WBFF world champions and WBFF royalty, Alicia Gowans and Stephanie Ayala McHugh, as we explore all things female health, training, competing, mindset, and living the fitness life every day. Welcoming everyone back to the next episode of Queen Divas Podcast, my beautiful co-host, Stephanie Ayala McHugh. We are coming on off the back end of some pretty big topics where we've discussed getting uncomfortable, getting comfortable, being uncomfortable, growing, um, how to get the most out of your sessions, pre and post workout meals, to now discussing the reasons why it's important to actually track and record your journey. Why would we want to be recording our journey, Steph? And I know you would have years oh, of data that you look back gosh. on. Gosh, you know, it's you know so crazy. I sometimes think it's it really good just to see how bad you used to do things once. And then you look at it like five years later and you're like, oh my God. I laugh. I laugh actually has so you hard. <laughs> like, okay, I still go back to some of these training videos and I'm like, what the fuck was I doing? I like, know. I literally am like, really? Like, I don't even, I thought I looked cool. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and you know, it's funny too, this, I think we don't record or track enough because from my beginning, you know, journey, I really don't have that much data. Like, and that's where I really believe, like one of my main like points of tracking your journey is not necessarily just through pictures and through, you know, statistics like the way, but it's actually tracking your progression through your, you know, workouts, like whether if that's through leg presses, squats, deadlifts, you know, whatever machine you're using and actually (laughs) progression in your performance helps you so, so much because you have a different perspective. And not only that, I feel like, again, recording those workouts was something that I used to just like only do, I guess, maybe here and there or when somebody would do it for me, but I never truly actually recorded myself to correct my form is what I'm trying yeah. to say right like yeah. you just like use the mirror and you think the mirror is like God and you're like this is gonna be where I you know do my right form I watch myself and you know you're sitting there you know trying to be you know linear and straight and you know posture wise but it does not create the actual look from a 3d angle if you put your camera on the side and you're able to see how your elbows drive how your hips are hinging you know how your knees drive right like how you're coming up is it you know a straight line or are you leaning forward are you going back like all these things that you notice in a video it's ridiculous like I truly did not start doing that until I started maybe working more on my social media and I'm like what the hell was I doing there like I don't think I was really focusing on my form there I think for me um the training recording I always recorded myself posing because for me it was the best God, I cringe I just I know it's good to know that you can do this by feel rather than by look and not get trapped by a mirror so posing for me from the minute I started in this sport like 15 years ago was something I always did but the training I didn't do it as much until um hang on a second that's my dog yeah the training I didn't do it as much until um I got into powerlifting powerlifting was actually the thing that made me start doing this tracking recording reviewing analyzing performance exactly and you know look it was the first time that I actually started to go 
oh, holy crap, you can really see where your weak zones are, mm. not even aesthetically, but actually from an, a true performance point of view, you could actually start to see where things were lagging, right? So for me, I think I, if I, I'm with you, I wish I had done that earlier. I do look back at some of the things that I did many oh years ago and just think, oh, wow. Like, I cringe though. Like, I need time. But you know what? I laugh now and I like look back. I'm like, God, I was such an amateur. And we really need to still be very conscious that it's okay for us to be an amateur. And I think when I was recording things, it was, it was me thinking I was doing them right. Like, you know, and it's okay for you to not know or feel like, you know, you're putting this out there and you're just kind of like putting this (laughs) out there and like people are going to judge you. People are going to judge you regardless. Okay. No matter if you have the most perfect form or you have the shittiest form, you're going to get judged. So you might as well just still record, still put yourself out there and learn because you will notice things like, Oh my God, with posing, like you said, I used to really not record until I hired a posing coach and I was like you know again I used to not consider posing really a thing to do I was just like oh just get up on stage I'm gonna just (laughs) wing it and it was never it was it never worked (laughs) so once you realize these weak points kind of how you said right like only get improved through data and data doesn't just come through a photo video (laughs) shows a lot more and I feel like with the videos you do end up kind of maybe like pinpointing and self-criticizing yourself a little bit more because you're like, oh, oh, I did it terrible. Or, you know, you're a self-critic and you're, you know, saying how you were horrible or, you know, you just don't like the way you did it. Well, guess what? It's a learning tool. Every pro athlete, whether if you're an NFL, right, you're a soccer player, you're a freaking baseball player. All they do is review the games to know what they did wrong to be able to improve. So if we can just take it from an athletic perspective, right? Like if we're trying to, be in a journey, whether if you're a competitor or not, you need to understand that tracking your progress or reviewing that tracking and knowing that data is there for you to go back to is going to help you only get better. But at the same time, when the time comes, when you are just so down thinking your progress is just not coming, you feel like, oh my God, I'm like really not getting anywhere. You look back and you're like, holy shit, my glutes really have grown. Look at the difference between week one and week six, right? But they look or feel like they haven't got bigger in the mirror we see ourselves so differently than when we actually do the comparison side to side from let's say a couple months in right or a few months in so just trying to understand that you do need that data to be able to even reflect back on but at the same time in the future you're going to be able to look at it and be like wow how far have I come yeah exactly and then also even too if you're looking at a period of time and going I'm plateauing or I feel stagnant or whatever else it's really great to be able to look at it and go, right, well, what am I doing in the gym? Have I been progressively loading? Am I doing more reps for the same weight? Am I increasing that weight? Like if you're not saying yes to some of those things, and that could be the possible reason for the plateau, right? Um, there There are just ample opportunities when you are actually recording something, even if it feels uncomfortable to do it today, or uncomfortable to take that photo, or un- uncomfortable to record yourself, ex- you know, executing a lift. It's that stuff though that helps you platform later for mm-hmm. you know improvements for progression. It's being able to look at it and analyze it. And go, yeah, okay. Well, I know now why I'm probably not getting the result I want, or I'm not losing weight because my intensity in the gym is not there, or you know, like whatever it is. A hundred ways to be like really real with oneself 
Am I actually doing all the things I could be doing for the goal I've got or that I've set for myself, right? It's a really great accountability tool. And I think, you know, it's not just about review and analysis, but review and analysis is how you always move forward. If you can't measure and track and then, you know, analyze information, then you're just flying blind and you will never actually get the results you want out of what you're doing, right? But the accountability that comes with actually having this raw and honest and, you know, objective review of yourself because it's not swayed by emotion in any given day where you're not going, oh, I feel this. Well, feelings oh, aren't real. my God. They're really yeah. not. You but the data the can't yeah. lie, right? If you're, it doesn't because it doesn't it's there as real facts because guess what? We may feel look uh, like and look away like that we think that we look away. Is that what I'm trying to say? Is we think what we believe in our head, our mind is so powerful. It truly makes you believe that whatever thought you're on is truth. And it's really not the case. Another set of eyes can look at you. Your coach can look at you and be like, girl, you are fine. Like you look good. You look better. You've actually improved. And you're like, no, it's a fat. I'm bloated. You know, I like have all these like yeah. inflammatory markers. I'm like, bullshit. You look tighter than last week. You literally look at the pictures from like before, look at your stats. They stayed the same, but your measurements yeah. went down. So inflammation couldn't be higher. If your measurements went down, your weight stabilized. Okay. That's what freaks a lot of people out. I didn't change. I did not go down or I went up, but they look better. So, but they, they, and in their head, it's all about numbers. And I think that's what really so much of us. And I can relate. I know you can relate. I use numbers, even when you're in a prep or you're in a build, you kind of get mad at them. You're not going down or you're not going up or you're not staying the same. And we kind of dictate our progress over these stats and, that's why we're actually having this podcast because we want you guys to know there's so many other ways to track your progress and why it's so important to track your progress in multiple manners because it's not just linear and this is also where it shouldn't always just be about a number on a scale or the way you look it should be looking at things like you know health metrics so you know for me my biggest keys that I look for progression in is things like you know is my resting heart rate sitting where it should be to show that I'm adequately recovering and I'm not stressed is you know, people my don't heart, to their rate heart rate variability increasing because, you know, I'm, again, minimizing stress, optimizing recovery, and, you know, I'm showing that I've got solid health markers here. Is my sleep where it should be? Do I have compromised REM, you know, at this point in time? Like, I'm looking at data more, you know, commonly I'm looking at data that shows how is my health? Where is my health? If my health is is at its optimal, I guarantee yeah. you my skin looks great. My hair's great. I'm losing or I'm gaining. Everything's I'm working. Everything falls into place. Exactly yeah. I should be achieving. But you notice how scary. she's monitoring guys, her sleep. Yeah. That's also something to track. Like I think yeah. people miss these biofeedbacks of what actually is tracking yeah. your journey. Your journey then, comes in so many forms. Then it's like looking at, for me, I will really start to analyze my performance. So given my injuries, it's like, I can't always, um, I can't always, I, I lose proprioception. So I can't always feel my body in space. So I have to video oh. it. So I will be looking at, right, where, where, where is my pelvis in line with my ribs at that point in that lift? Am I locking out through the lat? Could that actually be closer to my body? I really and think I'm this is the issue with most people. 
They yeah. really don't, they're not aware. Yeah. Just like they you had said, if you're not recording or you're not able to see it and that, you know, 100%. like feeling is, again, that doesn't mean you don't have mind and muscle connection. That just means that you're not fully a hundred percent aware while you're doing that movement. And that, that can be recorded. because you're either completely fresh and a newbie and don't have yes. the knowledge yet, yes. or it yes. could be like me where injuries. my moments where it happens, it's when I'm in a relapse or have an injury. So my, my actual firing, so yeah, yeah. it couldn't fire so, up. Like I couldn't activate certain muscles. Yeah. Like with my last injury that I'm yeah. you know, recovering from, I'm like dealing with trying to get some exercises to actually work on the isolated movement. I'm like, God damn my back. You know what I mean? So yeah, I completely relate with trying to record even these last weeks just to make sure I'm okay. And so, that's just even from an advanced standpoint. Like I'm just so trying to record to make sure I'm okay. <laughs> when you can see too progress, right? And you can look back on, this is for people that are injured or have been injured and everyone has had an injury at some point. So you're going to be able to relate to this. Being able to understand that you are not your injury, you're not defined by pain and you can move past it. And in fact, you can come out the other side even better than you went in. Amen. Is fucking motivating. Like that is yeah. for me reflecting back on that and being able to go. Yeah, Ali, you're but, a miracle story. Honestly, yeah. I still rave about you. And I always tell my clients True, or right? I talk to them like Ali, freaking Wonder World title, actually one technically, I don't know how many titles, four titles after her freaking yeah. back going out and 100%. being broken. Yeah. So it, you give me excuses about being injured or I've been injured in the past. And I'm like, guys, I've been through a whole prep with knee pain. Like I've had hip pain, yeah. knee pain, back pain, but obviously not a broken back in your situation. You had to really go through manipulating your training, manipulating oh. all of the way you were able to go into your deficit because your training was going to be so different too. And I applaud that because people that so it's always cool just... to be able to look back on that, right? Like we can look oh, yeah. back on the data. We can look back on it. Actually, I'm going to be doing a post soon, which I think is very cool because you know, I've talked about this before, the injury that I had last year when I fell inside the shopping center um, and then was it was exacerbated ongoing because of the really high um, estrogen levels, which is directly linked to pain, by the way, this research on it um, that was happening because my IVF. So I was just constantly in constant oh agony, constant pain. So I couldn't do certain things. And the one thing I could not do in April of last year was any hip hinging at all. I could not freaking bend over it was really bad that uterus getting the pressure horrible it was horrible so if you're thinking about the one body part that we win a show from it's from the back and it's in the glutes the hamstring Mm -hmm. i couldn't literally hit them for like nine months so i lost a lot of size i lost a lot of shape on top of that you're obviously gaining weight for the ivf for the baby then you fall pregnant and so your body's constantly evolving but guess what i'm going to do a post on this because i think it's quite powerful i'm going to show how fucking bad it was in April last year. And Versus I'm now, now doing for the first oh, time yes. years, since I did, broke my back seven years ago, I could not do a Romanian deadlift at all. I've never been able to do one. Not you actually, you know what's so funny? You haven't said done that. I, I've, no, I've not I done, done Never we've been done able sumos. To. We've done, done different. Sumo. Yeah, we've done sumos. Yeah. We've done, because again, Ali and I have trained together. So, so we are Guess familiar. what I'm doing now. You yeah. can do an RDL. With a six-month nearly pregnant belly, I'm doing RDL. Shut up. Oh, that is amazing. How good is it? So 
I'm going to give it. Ladies, please out. listen to this. You cannot stop training during a pregnancy just because you're pregnant. Like it's not really a make excuse. And Ali went through probably the most complicated trying to get pregnant again, you know, trying exactly. to create the right environment to, you know, be pregnant and get pregnant. And she still has been able to train, to of course, at different modifications, yeah. you know, slowly progressing, a, you know, across her whole pregnancy yeah. to where now she's at the ability to be able to do an RDL where she couldn't do with a broken back during sorry. three preps or four preps. Sorry. This is where it's cool to record your journey, right? Because, you know, I don't wow. have data on this RDL because I just literally had taken it way out of my toolkit. It just was not something yeah. I could do. Anyway, working with, um, you know, one of my coaching team who will be with me all the way through to the Atlantic City show, Dr. Daniel Kirkbride. You guys yeah. will see him on my Instagram. He's phenomenal. He's like, awesome. honestly, he's just this person that goes, that is not outside of our scope. We, we will have access to that but we're going to get there by layering it. And this we are not normal. Bad. We're going to find a way to not be that normal statistic. And we're going to be the one, you know, story. Yeah. Like she was already a miracle story coming out of her, you know, back surgery. <laughs> I think to be able to do what she did and look the way she did. I mean, if you guys go back and look at Allie when she was at her freaking prime condition. Imagine how much better I would have looked She's if I would have had access to some of these hip hinge movements that I couldn't use, right? Imagine yeah, better my rear end. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? So Trying now to- you're only gonna have yeah. bigger, better hips. You're pushing out another baby woman, and you're gonna be able to do RDLs <laughs> and squat and be able to do all the other. I love it. Stuff. I love it. So you're so only gonna, gonna be looking at scary <laughs> alley after this. I think this is a prime <laughs> example of where I can show that recording my bad times. And my times where I wasn't at my best, I love my best, you know, like it, it doesn't matter, record it still, because you're going to look back on it one day and be like, holy crap, because I will show the before video where I was trying to get the hip hinge movement in the brain working by putting a medicine ball at the front of me and literally up against like where you have the um, leg extension. I was standing up against that to stop my knee, to keep me in a semi-upright position and trying to get the hinge pattern. Like, you know, those little birds you have. Learning. Like, yeah, it's like relearning. Trying yeah, to relearn learning how yep. to fire up Correct. and recruit the right muscles when you're yep. hinging, Correct. taking out the lower back. Even though the lower back is engaged with all these movements, there's so many ways you can recruit those glutes and hamstrings to be able to really be taking that full load. <laughs> so how kind of she's mentioning, she has to retrain her body to be able to lift again in that particular yeah. exercise. Cause it's not like Allie can't lift. She knows mind to muscle connection. She understands the anatomy of the body. It's about retraining. Okay. Your neuro side. Okay. With the muscularity of actually firing up those like muscles, right. And getting them activated enough to get them to do the load of the work and, and I'm minimizing right. some of those back areas that we right. normally are sensitive to. And I thought that, you know, like after we did the powerlifting comp, I did my comp, it was my very first powerlifting comp, which was my biggest I deal for me mentally to do I remember it. it. Yeah. We'd been basically, I'd been told I'd need surgery no matter what. And I'd been told that I'd mm-hmm. never be able to do this shit. Right. And but I love you for freaking going against the norm. That's yeah. why I'm like, she's a bad bitch. She fucking was told the doctors, fuck and you. I am not listening to your recommendation. Yep. <laughs> so we did it. And then the next day COVID hit and we were in lockdown. Right. And so then I, I literally moved away from the strength only because the whole world shut 
up, down. And I, you know, couldn't get to the gym I was at. I couldn't train all the standard things. And then I had that injury where I fell over and it made, it took my back and regressed me right back. And you were in IVF and all your hormones were whacked. And I had the conversation with Dan when I first started working with him and was like, I don't think I'll ever be able to powerlift again. And he was, he turned around to me in that moment and went, bullshit. If you want to, we'll do it. He goes, it's just whether or not you want to do it. And I went, well, that's fair. And then we, what we've done also, and this is another reason why I come back to record everything is we've analyzed some of my lifts when I was doing my powerlifting. And, you know, it was great because he was like, right, well, we're going to so actually key. improve this. We're going to yeah. improve this. And it, it will be cool if one day I decide I'm going to do that again, because if I want to, I know it's accessible to me now um, to analyze the difference between that. when I did it first. I'm so happy. Yeah. You know, that, I'm just happy that you can already L. I'm sorry, I'm over here still. Like, I know, right? Like, oh, she can already L. Like, I know, I've trained with Ali so many times, yeah. so it's just kind of like I know her limitations sometimes. Yeah. And just to kind of even mention recording and taking data from not just a performance yeah. standpoint, because I think that we can record and yes, we can have this library. Like, it's ridiculous, Ali, how many freaking videos and photos I have in my phone. Like, I, I know. Just and I like literally have like 60,000 something. I think that's like, what I've got on mine. Like, I, I'm, it's, it's stupid. Like, I'm not even like, I, I pay for this iCloud storage that I don't even, like, I don't even reflect <laughs> back on, but it's just for what we're referring to. It's about tracking and it's about, you guys don't even see, it doesn't even see light. Half these, maybe 75% of the things that I record or that I track of on my phone, yeah, I've exactly. never seen to light, exactly. which is okay. You don't have to do these things for public. Exactly. I think that so many people try to be perfect and think they need to look perfect and be perfect when they're doing these sessions. Guys, I don't wear makeup to my training sessions. My no. hair looks like shit half the fucking time. I literally show <laughs> up like in a bad mood because I need to work out. I mean, you know what I mean? I think yeah. everyone can relate to that. You need to let that stressor out. You need to kind of like get in your zone. And for me, my workout time is literally kind of non-negotiable. I don't want no noise. No, I don't even let Carrie talk to me. Like, I know it sounds like I'm being a bitch, <laughs> but like I, I literally am like, I don't I have no time. I, have talk, I can talk to you all day, every day, you know, yeah. during my it's workout time. It's my freaking time and I will make sure that I can maximize my efforts and my concentration on what I'm doing. So it's really important for me to not necessarily record. Like I think like recording takes away that attention span for me, which is why I suck so much over these last few years at actually recording my sessions, you know, and obviously I've been blessed enough to have Carrie and like, he is always so good at like just randomly coming up while I'm working out and just like records and trains and stuff, right? Yeah. And it's, it's nice. And you don't have to have a partner to be able to do that. It just means that, you know, obviously if you're like me and you just like to get in there and get out, you probably are going to struggle with maybe the recording side. Cause that I actually, still to this day that actually I get with recording. That, that actually I get, cause that actually is me when I do standard lifting. Like that's why I said, <laughs> I didn't record anything until I started power. <laughs> power you've got to record to analyze the lift it, itself. Yeah. Right? It's different. So, I've had to force myself. So I'm with you, Ellie. I'm actually on the side of, I need to stop for a second and actually like think it. and be like, you know what? Let me set up the camera. Let me try. It's not just for the followers, not just for the clients. I, I really uh, think no, that it's actually so much. Exactly. Yes. It's just to be able to review. <laughs> I'm not 
pushing up far enough for the kickback or I'm not, you know, pausing enough. I'm actually like bending too much, right? Your arch in your back is starting to curve, you know, like things that you really may not notice in the moment while you're training because you're so focused on the muscle and what you're feeling that you don't realize maybe your core is disengaged, right? Maybe you're leaning forward in as you come up, which maybe activates more quads rather than glutes, right? And I think this I is think, one um, of the things. It that gives we you more awareness, like, right? Like yes, when you're looking yes. at it, it's like, oh, okay, shit, I'm doing this or I'm doing that. I think it also makes you more present in your lift because yeah. like, I think if you're just going through the motions, rushing through a session and not actually recording things and analyzing it week to week, then you're you don't know if you're progressing. not actually present. You're not actually progressing. Exactly. Like I... I I think it's another thing, Ali, you were talking about, you know, like recording in the gym and stuff. And I I just want everybody to know, like, I think this is just like an internal battle with everyone. I think like, I'm okay with recording myself most of the time if I'm not at the gym. And I know that sounds silly because obviously we have the camera in front of us like all the time and we're used to photo shoots and video shoots, but there's a, there's, there's this different, I don't know. I don't know if people, maybe you guys can relate with me, but there's this time where if I'm in the public or I'm in the gym, I'm actually quite shy. And I think you understand this, Ali, because we're very quiet when we're no, no people. It's like, we just go do our you know business and we get out. But it's just kind of those things like, of course, if you're in a place, everybody knows you, everyone's going to be like, oh, she's recording and whatnot. But most people don't like, I like hiding. I know it sounds yeah. opposite from no, influencers or a lot of other people <laughs> that like to go to the gym and expose themselves in a two top, like, literally in just a crop top yeah, and like no, shorts and like opposite. Either. I'm like in sweats and a hoodie and a cap hiding, trying to like get my session in. So uh, I think that the recording side is also this internal battle of like thinking people are really caring of what you're doing or like them watching you. And I do hate eyes on me. And I know this sounds silly because obviously we get eyes on us on stage, right? Like I, I, I don't know what it is. Yeah, but it's, it's different. About I feel the same people. way staring at you and just like constantly looking at you the whole time and you already feel like kind of self-conscious in the gym anyways and understand that these feelings only gradually get better by you not caring of these things but at the same time there it's awareness of these feelings that kind of arise within yourself while you're in the gym people really don't care that you're recording it's not that they're just curious okay they're just curious yeah. what the hell is she doing is she famous or is she is she, who is she you know what i mean or that's the first thing that <laughs> really actually think because they think you're a blogger or some youtube star or something and then they're like you know oh no they're just (laughs) working out right like she's just working out just doing her thing but i do think that we get in our heads and again i can relate if you feel this way i think differently when i'm in the gym i already told you like my mindset i get in and i get out i try not to really think about all the extra glam or looking cute again yes outfits i think are relevant like imagine me now I'm the same as you, but we literally built a gym in our house so that yes. I don't have to go to a gym anymore because I don't freaking want to. You and don't so want people now, around. I literally <laughs> train in like my pajamas sometimes with oh, no it's shoes nice. on. Like so nice. as if I'm gonna go film. Pretty sure it's who cares? No guys <laughs> staring at you. Like these guys that are seriously at the ledge staring at your fucking glutes, right? Like while you're training hamstrings. Oh, it's yeah. like so I get it. Like women that are in there in two pieces they want that i'm sorry like that's just the way it comes down to it you want the eyes on you you like the attention 
all power to you, girl. Like I am just not that type of individual yeah. that likes to just be like walked up to all the time and, you know, kind of get questioned or, you know, I guess that's what you're doing and it, it's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you, maybe that's also another reason why you're getting that uncomfortability is because you maybe are exposing yourself in a way that again, like you are just getting more attention. Again, these are no rights or wrongs. I'm giving you guys insights on like struggles that I have dealt with when recording and trying to get this data because it is a, I yeah. think this is a battle again per person whether if you see yourself differently or you care what others think and it's not so much what people think that i think that is stopping us as much as what we think of what they exactly. think it's not silly right like we think they think yeah. this and it's like come on like that's so silly like you hey, just make like it up like, in your head i'm not i'm not that chick that has time on my hand to spend the beach having a perfect tan while pregnant i don't have like I'm, i don't i don't do my lashes i don't wear makeup i barely dye my hair these days like i'm literally at my worst version of myself aesthetically and i'm not that glowing beautiful bronze spend oh, all my time being pregnant you're chick, beautiful right? i'm just not, not so for me my thing is like Fuck, I just look fat. Why am I gonna do this? Why am I gonna do this? I'm not gonna do this. And then I'm trying to film something with like one of my team where we're actually trying to do some educational videos uh -huh. coming up soon. And I'm like, how do we film this in a way where you can actually see what we're trying to do and not just my belly? <laughs> because I'm just like all She's bending the belly over. She is hiking the belly up. It's so funny. I'm not graceful and I'm not, you know what I mean? So that's my thing at the moment. But everyone has it. And I guess the key to it though is record it anyway. Even that's what I was going to say. I was like, who cares what we think? Record what they think. Anyway. Just get the camera up, get yeah. that freaking, you know, selfie mode on or get yourself on a timer and click it. Because trust me, even though when you in the moment, because there's been, oh my gosh, so many times I don't want to do a check in. I'm like, I just don't want to check in. I really don't want to take these photos. I don't want to take this video. I am just like, yeah. no, I know I fucked up. I know, you know, things are just going to look off. You already think these things prior to even taking the freaking recording or taking the pictures, right? And then you take the pictures and you're like, oh. It actually wasn't that bad. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. I actually looked better than I thought. You know what I mean? So oh, there could funny. be these aha moments that are just yeah. because we're in our head and we're thinking ahead, actually what it is. I feel like what we actually get this anxiety feeling of is us thinking of the future. Yeah. I'm not going to be ready or I'm not losing weight. I'm not yeah. going in the right direction. So you just keep thinking of the future and not really living in the moment and actually like yeah. being present. So force yourself to do these things that maybe feel uncomfortable in the moment, because guess what? As you continue growing, okay. you're going right. to see the progression and you're going to be able to grow and learn from it. So yeah, all cool. these things are only useful practice tools for you to just continue building that new right. self and that, you know, bigger self that you're trying to create exactly i love that and you know, look for me i think one of the biggest things which we haven't mentioned yet but that i've found from recording my own journey is just deep gratitude you know like i just have these moments of overwhelming appreciation for what my body can do and what i've overcome yeah. and you know um the fact that I did things wrong at certain points and I have no issue saying it. And I, and I had limited you. knowledge, you know, 15, 20 years ago when I started versus what I hold now. And I'm, and I still don't know everything. I still have heaps to learn. I'm still looking for all learning. Yes. The point is, is that there's gratitude for 
the journey. And I think that is the thing that's grounded. That is the thing that, you know, is your bigger why when you struggle to move past a certain point or to, you know, move through a prep. It's, it's not forgetting, you know, how far you've come, but it's also, it's having that deeper understanding of what the best version of yourself looks like. You know, it's not always about numbers. But do we really know what the best version of ourselves really is? And I think this is what we keep trying to, like, we think we already know her, but you don't know her. You don't know what she's going to do. She's still still being built. You know, you're still creating and layering the foundations. And I think we keep trying to just think that we know everything for the future when the future is so unpredictable. We don't even know if tomorrow's coming. Like, is tomorrow really going to be here? Am I going to wake up tomorrow? So why the hell are you living in the future? And what stresses you out from what futures to come? Um, right like you might yes it's different understanding being realistic and like knowing like things you know obviously in the world are tend to happen like but not stressing over oh I'm gonna get my period on show weekend like well guys we're like still four weeks away from show weekend and I don't understand why you're tri- tripping out about your period on show weekend show week is not even here right like what well, makes right any woman feel better I'll share this with you out of my out of my five international wins and titles, I've had my cycle on for three stages. Of oh, please. Okay, I'm going to so it doesn't stop anything. It's not going to change the way uh, you dieted down and uh, look on the day. No, if you actually follow the plan all the way through, you're okay. But if you didn't follow the plan all the way through, yeah, you might be a little worried, which is kind of what I always tell. So that means you're not following the plan. <laughs> so that means that you're not doing everything that we asked from, right? So just that's why you're worried. Well, it's I always tell everyone else. that because I'm like, don't freak <laughs> out. Cycle doesn't mean anything. Like it really oh, doesn't. Like the only thing that sucks about it is depending upon the color of bikini you wear, you might worry <laughs> a little bit about leakage. But I mean, outside of that, it really doesn't matter. Really I didn't think about, I guess, that being an issue. I was just saying maybe your mood is a little off. But nah, I was like, nah, you that. might believe through that's, that white bikini. But, <laughs> like, that's the only thing that's ever passed my mind when oh, I yeah. have it because I don't hey, That's a champion mentality, you guys. Doesn't just change so you hear that, okay? It does no. not change anything. Doesn't. Your period's going to come. You're a female unless you're in menopause. And you know what? Let's hope it does come because it's yeah. way worse if you're in a state where you're not getting a cycle. Like... You, you are healthy healthy when your cycle is coming. And one of the things that you actually mentioned, you know, kind of like, you know, making sure we're, you know, tracking to see the progress and looking back and thinking, you know, how far we've come. I've actually found how sometimes tracking for some individuals gets in their head to where they're not progressing fast enough. (laughs) And I, I just want to touch base on that because I think that those that track maybe too frequently, like are doing it every other day or daily weight, like daily weight or constantly (laughs) like checking, you know, what they look like in the mirror every other day and like checking in their stats. And and this is the thing, right? We're not talking about tracking your your fitness journey to be this meticulous weighing yourself on a scale every day. We're not even talking about weight. We're actually talking about things like other other ways, the approach to your training, the progression of your training, um, you know, like I said, all the health markers are the things I focus on. So, you know, what my body's showing signs of is important to me and I respond and adjust to that. So there's those things. It's not about my, my weight. Cycle. My weight we didn't even talk thing. about it, but yep. we 
talked about cycle tracking in, in previous yeah. episodes and you can go back and listen to more in depth about cycle and you know how important that is and tracking it and understanding what your body's undergoing yeah. but that's another thing to track is your cycle irregular now that I'm leaning out and getting, you know, obviously lower body fat percentage, it's going to probably like get a little different. It might be going to be irregular a little bit. And just kind of what we're referring to, if you still have your cycle leading up to show, that means that your health markers are great. They weren't downregulated. You are not hurting your immune system. You're actually in a good place. But if maybe you do get to a place, and I've been there before. I know you have too, Allie, where we get to a point where you might skip a period, right? Because you're so lean and delayed or you skip a month or something. That's only happening happened to me going into the show, you know, like that month, right. That show month that I'm like, just so low already because we are in the fitness category. This very varies. I've had this category. I've had this happen many times where it's, I just, I, I have it the month before and then I just don't get it the month. You off, don't get it the I month it of the show. And then you, you get it back the following. Yeah. But yeah. honestly, as and you know, this as coaches, that's the one thing that you would only let it go by one month before you have to get their period back anyways, because otherwise we know we've put, you know, somebody through the ringer to where their hormones are completely yeah. out of whack. So just keeping <laughs> it here, it's not necessary. What we're saying is that tracking and understanding where your period, if it is irregular, what if this is just you're not even dieting well maybe you are dieting but you're not competing is what i was trying to say and you're skipping your period constantly you yeah, are too good. low in body fat not, you need to bring, yeah that's horrible sign so tracking and understanding your fitness journey in so many ways like if you do take the birth control pill if you do miss your cycle you know all these things are so important now, it's not just tracking your weights and of oh. course like, there's ways that you can you know obviously prog- track your progress which is through performance and through pictures because I feel like pictures speak louder than the stats sometimes you know like I think visuals are really important because they oh, take yeah. away the emotion linked to numbers yes that's what I'm getting that at. is yeah. actually yes. the most <laughs> important thing when you get the, those obsessive traits and for anyone listening to this that has had a past where they get hung up on numbers then I would say and suggest remove those tracking datas and mm. actually focus on different things like the performance, the loads in your gym, um, analyzing your, you know, execution of lifts, perfecting them. Your I sleep. would rather you get your lost sleep. in the process of mastering a a lift and a movement pattern over, you routine. know, exactly over data or scale yes. or over. You know, routine like, will prevail everything. Correct. I think you can agree to that because if we can oh. get someone to just consistently hit a good routine, they're going to get results in the long run. Whether if it's not the first week, second week, they're going to be able to create a consistent environment that yeah. is going to actually get us progress along the way. Yeah. So you don't have to keep searching for <laughs> this progress to reflect week to week and you improving week to week. Because I I feel like with this black and white between this you know tracking progress, sometimes there's this gray you have to like consider in that gray is like kind of the reading between the lines and I think that's where most of us just try to not read it's like we just want to read what it says it says 120 pounds which would be like you know 60 kilos or whatever you know or like or what well, I think that was so wrong anyways I'm anyway so just knowing that it's not a numbers thing right like it's not just black and white well I freaking yeah. fucked up I like lost or gained right like it's yeah. not like that what if your muscularity looked better what if like your fullness exactly. and your muscle exactly. your condition looked better and i think um, the same way 
Just I think, you know, looking at it too, from the point of view of if you're going to track it, you know, where are you going to store it? Do you want to use an app? Do you want to use, you know, multiple systems, you know, um, metrics-based systems? Like I, I've used the Aura Ring now for the last four and a half years. I swear by it um, as one of my main health trackers. So there are so many that and they love it too. I've yeah. never personally used it. Oh, they're amazing. I haven't taken nice. mine off in oh, like five years yeah. my thumb. Awesome. Um, so, you know, look, there, there's options there for you. And I think, you know, the key to it is that it gives you a plan. It shows you where you're going. It gives you a reflection point on where you've been. It allows you to understand progression plateaus. And, and you know, if you're stagnant, how can you break through it? Look back through things. I think it also gives you, you know, as I've talked about for me personally, it's it sets me up for a place of gratitude and it 100% motivates me when I can see moving past blockages so yes. so you know yeah. it's not just about you know it's not a kicking stick it should be an opportunity to be able to grow and improve and develop yourself and i, I think, think it's also to your perspective right like i think it's our perspective in a different way because if you start yeah. looking at your progress rate and you understand this is just how long it's going to take my body if yeah. this is what it's just been able to do in three months and, and to, look some genetics and I I hate the word because I feel like genetics is thrown around so you know like so much in so many different ways and we then blame genetics right oh they have genetics you know what I mean it's not about that what I mean is that some people's genetics may be more favorable than others and when they're starting out you know weight loss or you know fat loss journey and they make it response a lot quicker than you so those 30 day challenges you've seen amazing transformations of or these six week challenges or oh my god these like big things that are promoted online and you think that your progress needs to be up to par to what that person lost their journey is completely different they may be coming from an overweight perspective like where they had a lot more body fat level that they can move <laughs> and you don't and your body's adapted to that it's going to take you a lot longer the more advanced you are as a not just competitor but as a uh, like, workout so or you know, athletes you are going to have a slower progress rate yeah. so understanding your progress rate is so important and i think that's why the tracking for me has been just so important and it's been eye opening along my journey because at the beginning i'd be like man why am i freaking glutes are growing as fast as the solid girl or like why and again i know it's not this comparison all the time but you use this as a like analytical way to think that your progress is not enough because someone else's progress is better or faster. Um, and it's really not the case. You have to understand you are you and your body is only going to change at the rate that it's going. And unless your protocols are, you know, change and you actually kind of like try to implement some strategies that are going to help optimize growth, then yeah, you're probably going to only keep growing at that pace. You can't just speed up the process because you're, you know, obviously Jan and, you know, Lucy, I don't know, you know, anyone that's special to you. Like you've got to really, really focus on those variables you can control and understanding that your body's only going to go at a certain rate because of maybe some backgrounds that we got to change and obviously some body composition that needs to improve. And once those body composition changes happen, you're able to probably adapt to higher calories. Like this other girl that's eating two to 3000 calories that you're like, Oh my God, how is she eating that and losing weight? You know, and I have to eat on 1200 calories to even get a little mini micro change to my weight, you know? So make sure you're not chronically dieting all the time. You know, it's about, you know, we've talked about this before going through a deficit, getting a to maintenance going into a surplus is all necessary but at the same time making sure that you actually understand your progress rate is what i'm trying to say because if we are trying to say 
10 weeks was enough. This 12 week progress is just pitiful. Six months, look at what I've done in six months, you know, like, and this girl has been able to transform <laughs> her body in six months. It's like, you guys, your body's only going to do what it can do. Like, don't give yourself such a hard time. If it doesn't change at the progress rate that somebody else does, they're at a different, complete journey, different level, maybe different yeah. background and different caloric intake. So we have to just really Stay in our lane, stay in our lane, focus yeah. on our variables that we can do better at. That's really it. So track. <laughs> I think the moral of the story is don't be afraid to actually record your journey. Like in whatever means it is, whether it's visuals, you know, actual video recording, data in apps, photos, whatever, look for it, ways. Look to understand it. Look to be curious about it. Look to ask questions about, you know, what might be going on or not going on. Because I think that's how you actually progress. So I hope that you all got something out of this, um, you know, discussion point today and just, you know, recognize the very, very real and very, um, you know, different opportunities for you to learn from your own data that isn't linked to, obsessive control over a scale because that's not what we're talking about we're talking about recording your fitness journey it's so much more than that um tracking is way more than just a number it's about how you know tell you what i would love to see i think you probably agree with me now sam i want to see your most outlandish before video of like something you start badly and then something you now do well or something where you go oh my god that was cringe but I'm cool but I'm cool with it now you know like I already I already know I can already tell you guys I'd love to see together but I'm gonna be really I'd love to see everyone listening to do like (laughs) this is how far I've come uh, before after and I cringe I cringe right now (laughs) I'd love to see it I love to see it I will be sharing my RDL progress. I was going to say, I was like, you better be showing your workout. Mine's probably yeah. going to be a stage performance from my first show or something because <laughs> that was beautiful. I, did, again, I told you guys, I did not prepare. I just thought I was going to be able to wing it. Wing it. So I, thought I, would, I think I'm pretty sure I just went up there and waved to Carrie. I'm like, hey, babe. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, uh, yeah. I think that's probably going to be the oh, best before and after is like oh. the, the walk. I mean, everything. I think uh, the, the whole starstruck deer in a headlight type of look. Um, but hey, we all start there. And I think Not especially coming from an amateur turning into a pro and then from a pro to a champion, it just really shows you yeah. the progression that it even takes and how we're still to this day, even both out and I tracking and trying to <laughs> get over these hurdles of what our mind makes us believe of this progress. Don't let it mess with you. One thing I really want all of you guys to do is track, but do not dissect it to the point where you're self-sabotaging. You yeah. use this for a good constructive criticism okay you don't use this data to you know just make yourself feel bad it's about lifting yourself up knowing this is what i need to work on areas to focus on and just continue improving because we are all a work in progress so never forget that because even both ali and i are still every single day trying to get better and trying to obviously improve our lifts improve our mind to muscle connection our recovery and go through all these freaking multiple phases of life that obviously she's building a life you know we're over here getting injured you know trying to you know compete and obviously trying to recover from it so it's it's a process we have to adapt to right like there's nothing that is going to be linear across the board through any prep any pregnancy any type of build or cut so make sure you are tracking your progress to understand 
what is happening, whether that's through your performance, your physique, your look, uh, or even just how you feel. There's been so many times where I just feel so good. And I'm like, looking like, well, I don't look good, but I feel good. So who cares? <laughs> so <laughs> as long as that matters, that to me is what matters the most. And of course, our physique at the end of the day is kind of one of those things that brought us to surface to meet all of you guys and have you guys in front of us. But I do appreciate, like Ali said, it's more about gratitude where our bodies can do. So yeah. really reflect back on your performance and the capacity and the workload and your capabilities it's so empowering to know what our body and look at she's again your baby making abilities and like all this like you know being able to actually get yourself in a place where you can reproduce is just incredible what the female body that's a journey in and of itself and I'm actually grateful that I've been tracking it even though it's not something that I would have naturally done even though it's not something that I'm you know publicly sharing everything because I will share parts of it later when I'm doing the post baby and the prep based stuff it'll be really cool to go through hey, we're all it. learning from you so you just keep on collecting that data you keep on you know obviously doing all that research and getting us in a place where we're all educated enough that by the time it comes for us to pop out of it no one can do it we're ready <laughs> we know what to anticipate i hope you guys all right really guys and like we're able to get some takeaways from tracking your fitness journey and you know obviously enjoying the process along the way as hard as it is it is you know, hard, but you know, we got to get through it and just get, get it done. Just don't think about it, record track, get yeah. it, you know, obviously taken care of and then reflect back later. Yeah. You don't have to do it the next hundred percent. Exactly right. <laughs> for a while, yeah. but um, I hope everyone enjoyed it. And we'd love to see, like I said, please share in your story. We'd love to see, you know, what you've done previously, what you know now, something that maybe you might be motivated by in your journey or something that you've gone to give gratitude in your journey share it, tag us. We'd love to see it. And, um, you know, I think it's always nice to be able to share with everyone just how far you've come. It's a good reminder to itself on just how far you've come. Hey, stay tuned for our transformations. It's going to be mind-blowing for all of y'all. So stay tuned. Thank you guys for listening until next time. Love y'all. Thanks. See you, Seth. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Queen Divas, Queens of Fitness podcast. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Queen Divas Pod, on Twitter at Queen Divas 4, and follow our hosts on Instagram, Alicia at Alicia Gowans underscore WBFF Pro, and Steph at Stephanie Ayala 7. See you all next week.